Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Freedom's Creed. Today is January the 18th, 2022. As is typical with my podcast, I always have a lot on my mind. The current state of affairs in our country, various other things that are that I see are attacks on our liberty and our freedom. And this seems to never be a topic that goes away. It seems that there are elements in the government who are attempting to subvert our freedom and our liberty. And I, for one, am unwilling to put up with it. And I know that you are as well. You know, people who know me know me as someone who likes to laugh. I truly believe that laughter is the best medicine. I think that especially if we're unable or unwilling to laugh at ourselves, to me that's where real challenges and problems arise. We have to be willing to laugh at ourselves. We have to be willing to, on occasion, not take ourselves so seriously that we forget to laugh, we forget to have a good time. Not necessarily at the expense of other people, but just to laugh and to be somewhat maybe self-deprecating even. Um, I think it's important to laugh, and I laugh at myself quite often, actually. But today's episode is not a laughing matter, although I will start out with a laughing matter, though, (laughs) and that is this. On the popular TV show, I think it's a, a morning show, it's NBC's Today Show, the host, Craig Melvin, interviewed the vice president. And he was talking to her about the current administration's COVID policy and whether or not it was a good time to maybe change some things, do a 180. And he said to her, or he asked the question of her, is it time? Now, when I said that it's okay to laugh and maybe not necessarily at the expense of other people, what I meant by that is that We shouldn't be vindictive. We shouldn't um, do anything to someone else that we wouldn't be willing to do to ourselves. So in other words, make a self-deprecating comment about something that we have done or whatever. But when someone is in the public eye and they make these kinds of statements that I'm about to read and what you probably have already heard, then I'm sorry. They just open themselves up to all sorts of scrutiny, and that's the way it should be. I don't care who you are, what sex you are, what color you are, or anything else about you. doesn't matter. When you're in the public eye, especially as the vice president is, and the president, and anyone else for that matter who's in politics or entertainment or whatever it is, hey, it's open season, but do it in a nice way. Anyway, Mr. Melvin asked the vice president, is it time? And she said this, quote, It is time for us to do what we have been doing. And that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. End of quote. I don't care who you are. This statement is hilarious. I have laughed at it and about it for some time now, ever since I first heard it. And it's interesting to me how 
There are people who just don't know how to laugh at themselves. And what's really sort of disgusting and distasteful to me is that the mainstream media doesn't even do anything about this. They don't talk about it. They don't make fun of her for saying such nonsensical words, stringing syllables together just to be talking. They don't say anything about it. Yet, if this were another person of another political party, you can best believe that the media would be all over it, making fun of this person. They're a stupid hayseed. They don't know what they're talking about. They're unqualified to be in this position and on and on and on. Yet, with this administration, it's mainly nothing but kid gloves for the first year anyway. And I don't see a whole lot changing from that. Though, the mainstream media has kind of pivoted away from not saying anything about this administration, about how old the president is or how unqualified the vice president is. I don't know if they'll ever say anything derogatory about this administration. The one thing the media is really good at doing, though, is covering their own hides. So they will do all that they can to make sure that it looks like they were somehow not in favor of this administration, when in reality, they most certainly were in favor of it. Well, now on to the subject at hand, which is domestic terrorism, or should I say domestic terrorism? This current administration seems to think that an imposing political viewpoint or any other dissenting opinion on numerous other topics is domestic terrorism. Well, here's what I think. I think the elements of our government currently both elected and unelected, are the real domestic terrorists, if you want to be truthful about it. Here's why I say that. And there are a ton more, I'm sure, well, I know, reasons why I say that, but I'm going to list for you just four. One, businesses who are mandating the COVID vaccine and boosters are supported by this administration. Two, the administration also supports companies that fire people who are unwilling to get the vaccine. Third, shaming people who refuse to mask up and four, hospitals that refuse to give priority to those who need medical care simply because they're unvaccinated. Wow. Let me add one more to that list of four to make it five, since we're talking about medical care. This administration is supportive of healthcare workers who lose their jobs because they're unvaccinated. Now, I've heard people say that, well, this administration, they're not creating mandates. They're not passing laws mandating that people do certain things with respect to the vaccine. That may be true. However, they are silent when it comes to people who lose their jobs because they refuse to get the vaccination. So they are accomplishing their purpose without actually creating a mandate or supporting any sort of legislation that would mandate that people get a certain vaccine. To me, this is complete madness. And I ask the question, 
when is this going to end? Or is it going to end? Is this just something that we have to get used to and this is how it's going to be going forward? (laughs) I sure hope not. I'm not going to put up with that stuff. Truthfully, I never thought I'd live to see the day that a political party, and let's just be straight here, the Democrats in Washington, D.C., would actually weaponize lawyers in the bureaucracy of our government to go after so-called domestic terrorists, i.e. conservatives. That's what we're talking about here, or that's what they are talking about. They're talking about going after people who oppose them in any way. Man, does that sound something like what maybe they did in the Soviet Union or during the Nazi era, what they do in Cuba, what they did in Venezuela, or any other failed third world socialistic tyrannical regime? Gee whiz, it's ridiculous. We are faced with a government that's basically picking winners and losers. If you toe the line, if you say the right things, then you will be rewarded or at least left alone. If you do something different, well then, it's open season on you. And as I said, I never thought I would see a time that I would live that this kind of thing would be happening. It's I'm almost at a loss for words at how this could be happening in the United States of America in this, the 21st century. It's beyond me. I mean, just look at the difference in the way people are treated if they're of a particular political persuasion. Look at what happened during the riots, the mayhem, the looting, burning, destruction of property during the summer of 2020. Okay, sure, yeah, you can say that there were some arrests made, barely, probably. I haven't done a complete research study on the topic, but I do know that a lot of people, though they may have been arrested, were never indicted for any of their crimes. And if they were, a lot of times they were just reduced to a simple trespassing charge and they were let go or they were admonished don't do that again, or given some community service to pay for what they did. And that's it. I mean, I'm sure there are probably some convictions of those who participated in those riots and the mayhem of 2020. I'm of the opinion, because I've at least researched enough of this to know that many of the charges that were filed against some of these people were just simply dropped. But look, I digress from the topic at hand. Here's something I've been wondering and thinking about, actually, and that is, is this tactic by the current administration, is it any different than the government going after blacks who were peacefully protesting equal rights in the 1960s? Is it any different, really? I don't think so. Sadly, when the government tries to silence people, who are otherwise law-abiding citizens, does it really matter what the cause or the movement is all about? If you're not towing the line that this administration says you should tow, then that's fair game for them to come after you. And I'm sorry, but that's not the United States of America that I know. Typically, when we hear of 
governments going after political adversaries, we don't usually think of it happening in the U.S. This kind of tactic is what happens in third world countries or other unstable governments. It doesn't happen in the United States of America. At least it's not supposed to. It can't be permitted to take place here, primarily because we have a solid constitution, for heaven's sakes. This kind of behavior from elected politicians and bureaucrats who are unelected, which is a scary thing, it just can't be permitted to take place. It's not right. It's It goes against every fabric of the Constitution. It's a complete and total usurpation of the Constitution in all reality. That's what it is. And it really disgusts me to no end that we have these power-hungry politicians whose lust for power and control is unmatched in our history, it seems to me, or at least our current history. And I guess that that's what really matters the most is what's going on right now. People are getting canceled. Whatever the... People are getting canceled. Whether it's political adversaries, medical doctors, scientists, and anyone else who dares to speak out against anything that this administration supports. If you speak out against them, then you are a target. This kind of thing is not supposed to happen in the United States. Why is it happening? Why? Yeah, I don't know either. All I know is that there are people in our government today who don't care about the freedom and liberty that you and I possess. All they want to do is control you and subvert the Constitution. And I'm not going to sit around and watch that happen. I'm going to speak out. The media is unwilling to report things that they should be reporting. What business is it of theirs to decide what they should talk about and what they shouldn't talk about? But I'll tell you what, This current administration is doing, it seems, everything that they can to erase the freedom and liberty that you and I have. And you know what? You can say whatever you want about the Trump administration. I have some personal thoughts and opinions about it myself. But I'll tell you what, what they didn't do was go after people like this administration is doing. That's what I said at the outset. This administration is playing the part of the domestic terrorists. They are the ones that are terrorizing the lives of people who don't walk in lockstep with this administration. I'll tell you what, with the way that the government, this administration in particular, is doing what they are doing right now, it really amounts to nothing less than a type of social engineering. They are trying to get people to do what they want them to do. It can't be viewed in any other way. How can it be anything less? It's them trying to get us to do what they think is best for us. There is plenty of medical science out there that debunks the idea of masking and how really dangerous that can be, especially for the young, for children. There are scientists out there who talk about the danger 
of vaccinating little children. There are two sides to every coin, yet this administration is trying to erase the other side of the coin and only perpetuate what they want that's on their side of the coin. Now, that's a very simplistic analogy, but you can't deny that it's happening. If you do, well, that's your personal viewpoint, and I respect that. But I am simply looking at what my own eyes see, what my own ears hear, and what my own brain is understanding. I mean, I'm not a genius. I don't claim to be. I just claim to be an American citizen who cares about his country and who cares about the liberty and freedom of not just myself, but my fellow citizens. That's what I care about. Let me just say this. Forcing people, whether it's by subtle means or by complete coercion, to do what they want them to do is control. We've seen this before. History has shown us this very thing before. If we are not in a position to remember history, then we're going to be in a position to be doomed to repeat it. Sad, but true. The bottom line is this, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot allow our liberties to be trampled upon. We have to work to defend good people who want to serve and whose only desire to serve in government is to protect and defend the Constitution. That's what it comes down to. There is no other purpose for those who represent us to serve other than to defend the Constitution and our liberties and our freedom. Furthermore, let me say this. If you think you'd like to make a difference by running for elected office, then guess what? You should do it. Preserving the Constitution for generations, really, frankly, as well as for our own generation, is perhaps the greatest cause facing us right now. We need good people in office and in the bureaucracy of the government who want to defend the Constitution, who love the Constitution. That's what we need. Well, when I do this podcast on a regular basis, the things that I say, what I talk about, I get passionate about some things. My goal, my whole objective in doing this podcast is to preserve liberty and freedom. I have no other objective. I said this from the very first episode. That's my objective. That's what I want to do. And I'll do that by any means necessary within the bounds of the law. I'm doing this podcast because I love my country. I love freedom. I love liberty. I want that for everyone. There's not just a select few people or a certain demographic that I want this for. I want this for everyone. I want this for everyone who comes into this country legally. That's the beauty of the United States of America and the Constitution. It's something that is available to all people who come into this country legally, who respect our way of life, and who want a greater, more productive, more wealthy, healthy, and happy life for themselves and for their family. I'd like to end this episode by 
rehearsing for you something that I heard a gentleman, a very young man actually say. This young man is the CEO of a company called X Strategies, the letter X Strategies. His name is Alex Brusewitz, I think is how you say his name, B-R-U-E-S-E-W-I-T-Z. He made this comment shortly after the presidential election of 2020. Now, this BBC News World anchor was interviewing the X-Strategies CEO, Alex Brusewitz, and made the comment, he said this, quote, I'm sure you accepted Donald Trump's election victory as soon as organizations called it in 2016. I'm wondering why you won't do the same thing for Joe Biden, end of quote. And here is what I want to end the episode with today. It's the genius comment that Mr. Brusewitz gives to the BBC interviewer when he said this, quote, Thank you for having me on, and I just want to make one thing very clear. Your country's opinion stopped mattering in our country in 1776. End of quote. If you can think it, you can plan it. If you can plan it, you can do it.